All thanks to that wacky-ass storm we had in the middle of the night. Oh, it stormed up there? Yeah, for like, what, an hour, maybe, at most? Yeah, right around 3 or 4 a.m., and it was, Mm. like, loud, lightning, Mm. like, every five seconds, like, Jesus. (laughs) Damn. Yeah, it was crazy. We have not seen rain in, like, two weeks. Oh, there's a mm-hmm. there's a burn band down here. My grass is dead in my front yard. Oh shit! Sure. Everybody else is like watering their grass. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> that shit could be dead. I don't care. <laughs> yep. Right. Right. <laughs> you act like I have money for that water uh, bill. Yeah, exactly. My fucking water bill is already a hundred and sixty dollars a fucking month. Time to cut back those showers for the kids. Man, fuck them. Uh, right. Yeah. Go down. Share jump. share bath water or something. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, all you beautiful bitches and snitches. This is Josh with Paranormal Minds. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to start it like that. I mean, that was pretty good. I wish you would. Let's do it. Well, I can leave it in there. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) Anyways. Uh, I'm Josh. I'm your host for this evening. Uh, This is Paranormal Minds. I think, are we going to decide to change the name, Shane? Is that what we're going to do? Change it to Paranormal Minds. You know? Oh, yeah. We had that list to talk through, and we didn't talk through it, did we? All right. Well, that's enough of the boring stuff. There's more. We can talk about it another time, though. Ten four. Sorry. Sorry, I'm businessman Shane all the time. Businessman <laughs> Shane. <laughs> and you call us old. <laughs> hey, we'll get you a shirt. At least I don't talk about grass and Viagra. It's just, you know, business planning. And Viagra. (laughs) I have allergic reaction to grass, just so y'all know. And Viagra. (laughs) And Viagra. Oh, man. (laughs) Anyways, with all that boring talk out of the way, uh, I'm going to keep that other intro, and uh, we're going to talk about tonight's topic. Let me clear my throat, because I've been sick for what seems like 10 years now. It's been two days. Uh, anyways, um, you guys know that I really, like, I have a fascination with Japanese culture as far as ghosts go, because it's so weird to me that running and cussing out the ghost is the way to go versus what we do, and we're just like, hey, come here, where are you going? Like, you know, we, <laughs> we we chase them down, and like any video you ever see of of anything coming out of Japan, it's like way more of like full body apparitions and everything, you know, showing up. Like, I've, I've always been fascinated with it. And, and, and 
this discussion isn't about a ghost per se, I guess you could say. Um, but I want to talk about the Okiku doll. And I don't know if you guys ever heard of this doll before. Sounds nope. familiar. Okay. So in 1918 in um, Hokkaido, Japan, this young boy is, this teenage boy is, uh, it's, it's a story. I'm going to tell you the story about it first before we, we really get into the discussion. But it's a, a teenage boy is looking for the perfect gift for his little sister's birthday. As he's window shopping, um, a very small doll catches his eye. Uh, it's a very childlike doll that's dressed in a kimono with like shoulder-length hair. Um, being really excited about the doll, he runs back to the runs back home, and the second. His little sister, which her name is Okiku, sees the doll. She instantly falls in love with it. From the point that he handed her the doll till the very end, she treated this doll like it was her own living, breathing sister. She would feed it. She would brush its hair, change its clothes, um sleep with it she would even bathe with the doll okay which is nothing unusual in my opinion for a, a very young girl to do you know um and my understanding of the story this girl's probably i'm gonna say she's probably five or six years old maybe seven years old she's very young um but one hot summer day she's outside playing and uh, playing with her doll and Okiku was bitten by a mosquito well she inherently was infected with malaria and you know in those days malaria was a death sentence pretty much it's just that's just how it was the family did everything they could possible to make sure that Okiku was as comfortable as she possibly could be but unfortunately, Okiku died scared and gasping for breath because that's just what malaria did to you. Um, but she never let go of that doll to the very end. So the parents, knowing her love for the doll, they wanted to try to bury the doll with her. Um, but unfortunately, due to, uh, I don't know if it was laws at the time or a religious thing it didn't happen they didn't bury the doll with her they instead decided well we'll build a shrine in the house and leave the doll in the house uh, as a memento to our lost daughter after some time strange things started happening around the house but not to the point where it was Odd. They were like explainable things in a way, for the most part. Like they thought they could just explain them away. Um, what does that fucking say? Oh, it just says that the family didn't acknowledge what was happening. Just not in the words <laughs> that I said it the first time. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, that is until one day the brother that actually bought the doll for Okiku walked past it and realized the hair had grown 
on the doll. It was no longer shoulder length, but almost as long as the doll was tall. And... Oh, on top of the hair growing like it was, it was no longer a coarse black thick hair like you would see on a doll, but it was more of a mix of that coarse black hair and a very soft brown type colored hair. Over time, though, the happenings became significantly worse to the point that all of the family members were having distressing nightmares about Okiku. And in these nightmares, it would be, oh, she was lost or she was uncontrollably crying and they couldn't help her. It was just terrible nightmares like that. At this point, the doll would randomly appear standing at the end of their bed or next to their bed when they woke up from the nightmare. This went on for a while until one day the parents got the idea, which this is another thing that was that trips me out because I don't think Americans would have ever thought of this. I know that's weird to say, but one day the parents are like, let's cut the doll's hair to back like it was, you know, shoulder length. All of the crazy stuff died almost completely down. The nightmares went away. She stopped leaving. She stopped leaving the shrine. Um, but any time her hair would get long again, things would start acting up again. Right. Well, finally, the parents decided that they no longer wanted to deal with. They had had. They had tried to have it blessed. Whatever they did, you know how people get. Um, so they decide that they're gonna take the doll to the Meninji Temple in Iwazima, Iwami, Iwami Zima, Siwa, Iwami Ziwa, Japan. Anyways, um, the Meninji Temple. Um, of course, being a Buddhist temple, they would attempt to bless the doll and to try to help appease whatever entity is in this doll. Um, but every time one of them would try to do anything with this doll, especially alone, they would get just terrifying nightmares for weeks at a time. Now they just upkeep the doll. They trim its hair. They don't try to bless it anymore for some reason. But apparently now the Meninji, the Meninji Temple is chock full of paranormal activity because of this doll. The doll still resides in the Meninji Temple. There are stories, kind of random stories here or there, about people going in, seeing the doll, um, some of people touching the doll, and then returning, like, very, you know, quickly, within within a week, I would say, um, begging for forgiveness from the doll, telling them they're sorry for um, touching her or whatever, this, that, and the other. Um, but... That is the Okiku doll. And I want to get you guys' opinion on this doll. Well, I mean, we know this is not the only reported haunted doll, you know. So you have, of course, the famous Annabelle. You have uh, Robert the doll. You have several other different kinds. Uh, I mean, there's a whole island. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, Which I don't think we've talked about Doll Island, have we? No, not yet. But to play to play devil's advocate towards haunted dolls, um, do you think it's just a creep factor of the dolls that create the story and the manifestations in the mind? Could be, you know. And, and I'm just saying that, like, where we see, especially in um, movies and in entertainment, where you like the dolls just standing there. And then, of course, the head snaps, and it's like, ah, I see you. Um, Yeah. I understand, like, we as humans have developed um, a type of evolutionary standard of understanding threats and things that look human but not quite. It's the same way of we can look at a car and see a face, right? Yeah. It's a way for us to understand threats, a threat analysis. And mm-hmm. dolls being not real humans um, and having those lifelike features but never really moving, I think that triggers a evolutionary like survival impulse of it, you know? Yeah. So I've heard that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's my actual question. Do you think it could be that and maybe – you know, it's just stories based off of that. I mean, that's that's not out of the realm of possibilities. You know, uh, humans are inherently kind of odd like that. Um, but in uh, to counteract that, I guess mine would be there are a lot of videos out there, a lot of videos of dolls out there moving on their own. On their owns? On their owns. On their owns. Yeah. (laughs) On their owns. (laughs) On their own. And uh, with no outside force whatsoever. Um, Like the the clown motel. I was just watching something uh, on Tonopah. That clown. um, I think that's Tonopah. Clown um, Euporium or whatever. It's a bunch of clowns in there. Yeah, it's like Arizona or something, isn't it? Yeah. But I was watching something like that, and the big clown doll was like his arm moved off of his lap. Well, it had been sitting in the same spot all day long. Why did it all of a sudden just shift off of his lap? It didn't make sense, you know. Um, so I think I, this particular story, I'm thinking I'm we might be on the. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll get know. further into the discussion. Now, what gets me is the hair. Yeah. You know, because if you have multiple people and you see people cut hair and then you come back and it's the same length, I mean, that would mean they'd have to replace the hair, right? Right. Essentially, <laughs> if they're trying to fake it, so. Yeah, Shane's that's a lot of work. Focused. Look at him. He's like, I'm going to find out this doll. <laughs> well, no. First, I, you know, just pulled up the the temple and pulled up maps and I, I'm more so shocked that all this is completely legit. <laughs> I mean, just to be on it, you're telling him like, man, that's a really good story essentially. Yeah. But it's like, this is a real ass temple with a real ass doll in it. <laughs> and that blows me away. So you, you know, Tommy, you mentioned all these other haunted dolls. Well, these are housed by, 
people with haunted museums or you yeah. know, what, whatever the case is. This is a religious temple, a real religious temple. And if they're housing a haunted doll, then they must, they have to really believe it is absolutely legitimate. Mm. Yeah. It's not like the Warrens that housed Annabelle. And, right. You know, and, so this is just kind of blowing me away. Like that's not something that organized religion or belief systems that have temples and that they don't, they don't participate in this type of stuff unless it is legit. And even then they, I, I feel like a lot of times they'll deny it. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. That it's not a real thing. Yeah. But now here's, here's my other question. If, where did the doll get the power? Did the doll actually kill the little girl, maybe? For soul? A pure soul, maybe? Uh, or is the little girl angry and possessed the doll? You know, I don't, I don't know. I guess both of those things could be could be a, a plausible thing. Um, I know there is a... Um, one of the stories claims about the doll that you can see that it's starting to grow teeth through its porcelain gums, like normal teeth, not like spiky teeth. Um, but that may just be that nobody noticed the little tiny teeth. I don't. I didn't. I didn't write that part down. That's just something that I read. Oh, yeah. I see those tiny, creepy teeth in these pictures. Yeah. <laughs> But people seem to think that they are actually growing there. They weren't always there. And um, but my personal thought when I first read this was like this: this little girl loved this doll so much that she just instilled her essence in it the day that she died. Now she may be angry that she died at an early age, or angry with her parents because they couldn't help her or whatever, but. I think that might be um, what happened. And with that being said, this is actually one of the questions I wrote down because I like to write questions down to like help sometimes because I'm not good at being a conversationalist anymore. Um, <laughs> so uh, one of the things that I wrote down here was like, what do you guys think about can somebody put enough of their own energy into something to bring it to life? Do you I think mean that's possible? That that's one of the stories for Robert the doll, not to bring in another doll, but I guess we have no choice in the matter. Where <clears throat> supposedly Robert the doll is haunted by the boy who the doll was given to. So oh, okay. That's one story for that. Well, well then that's not bringing it to life. Like what you're saying, Josh, is more like like Geppetto and Pinocchio. Well, I guess there was a fairy involved in that, but well, that and the cricket, but. <laughs> well, the the cricket didn't bring him to life. Look, that was just... his conscience. Okay, let your conscience right. be your god, Shane. Let it be your god. But anyways, <laughs> no shame. Don't don't let your conscience be your god. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I need sword in hand battling this mofo. Okay, uh, right. I'm like that cricket died a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> I picture Shane's like his consciousness is it's in a dungeon in his brain, like shackled <laughs> to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
No, I I think so. I don't think alive in the sense that we are alive, mm-hmm. but I think I I think it's possible. I think it would take a lot of energy transfer, but um, I mean, you kind of see that with like uh, Bigsby's chair, you know. Um, essentially, it's him transferring his energy, yeah, into the chair. But you also have other haunted objects and stuff that, you know, become objects or haunted after somebody passes. No. So. I, Bigsby's chair, in my opinion, is more of a curse than a, a, I'm going to, you know, drive my essence into you. Now, this little girl, I think kids in general possess significantly more of that ability to, you know, s- uh, transcend the veil kind of thing like they have the ability to see the other side where we really don't because um, ki- you've seen it in a bunch of videos I, I keep bringing up videos because these the, today is just I mean these these times are just times of cameras and video everybody records everything so you see it a lot more often a lot of kids be doing weird shit like that one little boy was like talking to his grandpa or something while it, in the in the bedroom mm. you know you had and that one kids, kid that did like a balance beam on his uh, crib. Did you see that video? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think kids have the ability to kind of push more of that. They they have more energy to give first of all than we do as adults. Um, in my opinion. Well, you know what? It's that old saying like, you know, magic is real until you get older, right? You know, when you're it's a kid. Still real. <laughs> well, when you're a kid, you have that innocence, you know. And therefore, everything is just magical and you can see things. And then people start telling you, that's not real. That's not real. That's not real. And then you slowly stop to, you know, stop believing it. And then the magic does. And even beyond that, I mean, just the weight of growing up to, you know, even if everyone still tells you everything's real, you you see it less. Yeah. Uh, You know, I, I... I always think about how we don't even see colors the same way. Mm. You know, do you guys remember ever seeing a color young? Be like, this is my favorite color. I love the way green looks. Mm -hmm. It's so great. Mm -hmm. And now we can look at like just a room and we're not, we see the colors, but they don't stick out to us. Right. It's just there. All right. That's, that's why I like to take at least maybe five minutes a day and just stare off into the horizon or stare at some type of scenery. You know, like if I'm outside smoking a cigarette or whatever, you know, that's where I just stare off and, you know. I thought you were going to say stare at a color. Like, so I remember that I really like blue. I'm going to just look at something blue. But no, I mean, it's, it's very peaceful and, you know, it does release certain like dopamines and uh, serotonin and stuff like whatever other chemicals make you feel good just by staring into the natural beauty instead of the artificial beauty. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, so I, I love that you mentioned the chair and the curse with the energy getting put into it. Uh, and so we're talking about this childlike energy. So what is the opposite of a curse? So th- we have the yin and yang to everything. You know, we recently talked about like demons and angels are essentially the same, but different, right? Yeah. So there has to be a, a yang to what a curse is, and maybe I, that's what's going on. I here. think. Well, normally it would be considered a blessing, wouldn't it? Like you're blessed yeah. with like crops, 
or uh, blessed with fortune. So, but are there like I know like a priest can bless an object, mm. but is there an object like we have cursed objects that bring you bad luck? Are there actually as I'm saying that there are there's objects that you have that people believe bring you good luck. Mm. Rabbit's mm-hmm. foot, not so lucky for the rabbit, but that's such a weird thing. I never understood that. <laughs> I don't know. You're supposed to rub it too. A lot of people don't know that. They just hold on to it. Like, no, you're supposed to rub it for good luck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, let's say your great grandfather's pocket watch, and your family has always said everyone who it gets passed down to all of a sudden gains fortune and fertility, and you know, there's things like that. Huh. Now, I I do believe we have certain things like your grandfather's pocket watch, something that means so much sentimentally that we project like we have to have this on us because it means so much to us. It was my grandfather's. It was my grandmother's. It was my mother's, my father's, my, my brother, you know, somebody like that, that Mm -hmm. we put so much energy into that, that without it there, it's essentially takes part of our energy with it. If we leave it at home, part of our energy is still at the house. Therefore it could cause us to have an unlucky day or something bad could happen. Yeah. Um, so, so I almost use it as a crutch. Uh, so way, let's yeah. say that everyone that's passed down to did actually put their energy, like these curses or maybe this doll, if this was that transfer energy. And so this blessed object, if you will, continues to build that up so much so to the point that you have it. And not having it doesn't bring you bad luck, but because you have had everyone else's energy with you, you just don't know how to operate without it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's like the concept of like going back to like grandfather's watch. You've had his watch. You have his watch. It's passed down to your your father, and then it's passed down to you. Now it feels like they're with you in a way, and they're helping you throughout the day. And when you don't have it, you don't know how to, you know, deal with the day. All right. Yeah, yeah I I think we're saying the same thing just in different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah you are. That's normally how it goes. Uh, <laughs> yeah uh, and and that that too is is it, it it does go in with what we're talking about though that i think that's what that little girl did this now she didn't have general generational um essence put into the doll or it, maybe it was it may not have been her essence or her bloodlines essence but you know some other little girl may have had that doll mm-hmm. you know and then a generation before that, that that little girl had. Who knows? Um, I I read somewhere that um, dolls used to be, um, and, and this may not be true. And don't I'm not I, I don't know how true it is. Actually, let me say it like that: um, that dolls used to be vessels for the dead. Um, that they would build dolls, kind of almost voodoo like thing. Maybe not. That's how I interpreted it. That's not what it said, but um, but that dolls were vessels for the dead to help cross over or something to cling to or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but that little girl, I think she just pumped so much of her energy into this doll that possibly it, it absorbed her essence because why would the parents have dreams of the little girl? I could see I could see having nightmares. But of the little girl? Why the little girl? Um, 
without without so, it, if it wasn't her essence. You know what I mean? She was, uh, you said, like five or six when she died. Yeah. Right? So I think I think that would further prove it. We've all been around five and six year olds, right? And when they're scared and confused, they they act out. They throw tantrums. So imagine, let's say it's not just the girl's energy. What you know, it's more of her. You know, I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's her whole soul, but maybe it almost thinks it is. Yeah. And she's like, "Well, aren't you cutting my hair? Why aren't you taking care of me? You know, what's yeah. going on?" And that's that that spirit essentially throwing a tantrum. Yeah. Dude, we talked about uh uh when you die, the last the the way you feel and when you died was the way you would live your afterlife. Yeah, we didn't we, we made talk the joke about, about that? leaving the cabinets open. So you spend yeah. all of eternity just trying to close yeah. cabinets. <laughs> so that makes a lot of fucking sense. That makes a lot of sense. And that would make sense because you said when it was put at the temple, they started experiencing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Right. And that makes sense. Like, shit, you take your five year old kid and just drop them with a bunch of monks. They're not going to be happy. <laughs> right. They did manage to calm her down by, you know, pampering the doll, essentially, just taking care of it and keeping it up. I, I do have to say one thing that doll's not as creepy as a Victorian morning doll. <laughs> That is creepy. I think dolls are creepy in general. Especially old porcelain uh, dolls. This is a nice doll, but all the artist renditions making her creepier, those those are pretty wild if yeah, you looked at yeah. any of those. Uh-huh. <laughs> they make it out to be like this horrible looking creature, and it's like, it's right. really not. No, it's... She's in a nice altar with like pretty vases and cabinets around. Yeah. Like, man. It's a nice setup. Right next to what looks like a Buddha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really does. She does look like a doll. Like if you went and visit Japan, that's the souvenir type doll you'd bring back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go to this temple and ask if we can take this specific doll as a souvenir. <laughs> I doubt they'll let that happen. So we steal it. No, I'm not. I'm kidding. We would not steal that. I don't want us to get in trouble. <laughs> if you steal a doll that has a little girl, girl spirit in it, is that kidnapping? Oh Lord, why don't you have to go there? That's a good question. I think there's only been one time in history where a ghost uh, got somebody put in prison. So yeah, I, I did a whole thing on it on our YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, did you? Y'all should check that out. Yeah. <laughs> Were you just plugging a video, Josh? Is that what that was? <laughs> I swear I wasn't. I just <laughs> I heard that somewhere and it just made me think about it. I'm assuming it's from that video, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It was the first time in American history that a ghost. Mm. It might be all history. I have to go back and check. But yeah, that a ghost <laughs> helped somebody put somebody he, in prison. So. He says, "Let me go back and check all of world's history. Like it's just a file next yeah, to him. Like, it probably me... is in his head. <laughs> He's just." <laughs> We should start a history podcast and go through all that. That'd be fun. Yeah. That sounds horrible. For all of those that are new to the podcast, Tommy is like a, uh, what do you call those? Almost an almanac, but that's not right. I'm a person who likes history. I do not get history right 100% of the time, and never, nor will I ever. But I do have little, little factoids from time to time. Dude, the people that wrote the books didn't even get it right, so I'm really not too concerned about you getting it right all the time. Well, 
Do you know there's a funny thing when it comes to history books? There's two different versions floating around America. You have one from California, which is the standard through most of America, but the South uses Texas. Nice. Hmm. Oh, yeah. What amazes me on history, so now with the the internet, right, and we're connected to all these different countries, how things that we remember and were taught, like uh, like the founding of our country and the Battle of the Alamo and thing, things like this mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. so different in other countries. Oh, yeah. I, we're all taught, like, oh, people came here to escape religious persecution, and across the sea, they're like, yeah, it was a bunch of religious whack jobs that we told to leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, well and, and, uh, not to get off subject, um, but I think the issue too with history is a lot of people don't realize the nuance behind it. They pick one simple bad time and they use that as an example of classifying a bunch of people or events. So, not understanding the actual history and stuff behind it. Yeah. That's why I can't write the book about like, people fucking suck. The end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean it, it, it is true. It is true. But you know, it's biggest thing. Don't use presentism or modernism, whatever, however you want to call it. Don't use the thought process of today to analyze history. No, oh, yeah. So, different thought process back then. Now, so when someone says, "Oh, it's gross," they used to. Fuck their brothers back in the day. You're like, don't judge them for fucking their brothers. Because they... <laughs> I mean, essentially, yeah. I mean, Carthage, uh, back around the first uh, Punic Wars, used to sacrifice their kids so they can grow plants. I mean, that was the whole thing. If their harvest was not doing bad, it's like, all right, Timmy, you know what we got to do. <laughs> yeah, you go up to your wife, you're like, all right, pick one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and that's true. And then when they uh, captured cities... They would uh, raise the cities to the ground, and then they would literally cut the dogs in half. Like, damn. Yeah. All right. Just cut them in half. Like, oh. so, so for those just tuning in, Tommy is justifying incest, child murder, and chopping dogs in half. Yeah. Yeah. It's been an interesting episode, ladies and gentlemen. It was over a thousand years ago. <laughs> this happened two <laughs> days ago. Whoa. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> back on the daggum hunted dog. Right. So, <laughs> so, where we were talking about the the transfer energy, and then you know if it's an actual spirit, I mean, how do we think at all it could be like the full girl spirit is trapped in the doll somehow? Not just energy transfer, but like her and yeah, her entirety is trapped in there. That's that's kind of how I took it. Um, I know that. Um, they say that demons or certain spirits can like mimic little kids, but um, it, it's I, I took it as her whole essence, like her whole spirit or whatever is mm. sucked into this doll. Hence, why the hair grows or or why it's growing teeth now or whatever. But um, I think that's I think that's what it is. And growing teeth now, do you? And it's been, you said this was early 1900s, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's slowly becoming human. Yeah, that's that, the thought, that they think it's slowly becoming human. 
Do you think if we threw it in a like nuclear reactor, it would like speed up the process? Maybe. I'm just wondering. You're gonna have a super mutant gall doll ghost? That's dude. Kind of we should make a movie about that. <laughs> I I'm picturing the super mutants from Fallout, but like with the porcelain doll face. That's, That's kind of wild. <laughs> dirty, dirty. <laughs> I was playing Fallout 3 the other day. <laughs> oh, man. That would be some scary shit. <laughs> I just pictured big green mutants with just a porcelain doll's mask on his face. but. <laughs> so if it started with hair and then teeth, what do you think's next? Fingernails. Fingernails? Yeah, I'd say fingernails. Skin starts turning to flesh. That's when you really got to worry, man. Right. <laughs> I'm I'm actually surprised no one tried to burn the doll or anything, you know. But I mean, if the family believes like the little girl's essence is in there and burning it might, you know, destroy the essence. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not sure how Buddhism is thought of when it comes to the body in that aspect, but uh. Well, that's what's kind of because I think they're big in um, uh, reincarnation. Mm, yeah, and then eventually reaching you know nirvana. So you would ah, but then that'll not whoever does burn the doll that probably knocks them down in their on their path to enlightenment. So no one can destroy it, but she can't move forward because she's trapped. That kind of sucks. They the parents seem to think that she had. She was just a restless spirit, like she could never fully rest for some reason. And I think it was because she couldn't be buried with the doll. So do you think if we found her grave, which is probably going to be near to impossible now, uh, buried the doll there, it would stop everything? I mean, it would make sense, right? This feels like a supernatural episode now. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Sam, we gotta find the girl's grave and bury the doll with her. <laughs> hey, Gummit. There's a supermarket. <laughs> There's a supermarket. On top of the grave. Ow. <laughs> that is an obstacle they would hit. <laughs> a whole fucking supermarket. <laughs> yep, open 24 hours a day and super busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next question, Josh? Oh, man. I don't know. I put it up. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> You're like, I'm done with this, this yeah, episode. I'm done talking. I only wrote just a couple of questions down. It wasn't much. Um, oh, do you think the parents had anything to do with the girl's essence going into the doll? Like, maybe it was one of those things where um, father or mother was secretly going in there and like some some kind of way like I don't know well I mean I, I don't know about you know Japanese like I don't want to say witch doctors because I feel like that's like a stereotypical thing but I, I don't know if they had any I mean I'm sure they had some type of shaman or uh, something like that outside of Buddhism and um, maybe they were trying to, their their daughter was dying. So yeah, to save her essence, maybe they did something. And her spirit, 
she chuckied they chuckied their daughter is yeah. what I'm getting at. <laughs> you know. And upon the spirit leaving and entering the doll, maybe it like corrupted the spirit. And um that's why the spirit is evil when it's has long hair. It's kinda on the same sense. Somebody hits their head, they become you know, they hit their frontal lobe is a possibility that they become a uh, uh sociopath psychopath you know no emotions no feelings no empathy so lobotomites <laughs> I want to talk about <laughs> what <laughs> what was like, that finger oh, movement I want to talk I want to talk about <laughs> oh yeah penis fingers or whatever it was he has a penis on his hands um, <laughs> what what kind of porn are y'all watching? What's, what's going <laughs> That's on? That's actually from Fallout. Fallout <coughs> New Vegas. Yeah. It's one of the DLCs. You go to the Lobotomites. Yeah. Oh. And they're they're just brains. <laughs> I need to go back and get that DLC then. Yeah. But back to, you know, if the parents had a part in this, maybe, maybe just unintentionally. So they didn't bring anyone. They didn't do it. But the process of setting the doll up on a shrine right didn't you say they set up shrine yeah kind of in in more memoriam of their their daughter maybe that did some sort of spiritual connection so the daughter was going to be at rest and actually that ties back into what you said the you know because the doll wasn't buried with her yeah uh, maybe if the doll was just left in a box it wouldn't have happened but they essentially charged it they emotionally charged it more by putting it on a shrine so now it's feeding off of their emotions yeah yeah it fed fed off enough to pull the daughter's spirit to make her restless yeah she could have very well been stuck in the house you know never left the house because i'm i think the story she died in the house so um which this story there are several different versions of it um but they're all essentially little girl dies, doll possessed, you know, nightmares kind of thing. Um, just the details are a little different. Why do you why do you think that is? Do you think it's because it's been in that uh, temple so long? The monks don't talk about the tragedy behind the little girl out of respect, right? For the family and little girl, so we just made up our own versions of it. They just know, oh, that was a little girl's doll, and then created their own stories behind it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it that could go into you know the game you played as a kid where you like lined up and then somebody told somebody a secret and they they told oh. the secret over and over and over. What and was then, that the telephone game or whatever? Yeah, yeah, and then by the time I got to the front, the story was completely different. Um. I think it's that kind of idea. People knew the basics, and they just kind of built their own story. Maybe that was it. No. I mean, that's essentially what we do in general with other urban legends, you know. Right. Like the green guy, the green man, they made him out to be like this horrible guy who would electrocute you, and all it was was just people being complete assholes to this dude. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember that. Um, and could even, man, people like us could be at fault. Uh, you know, we research different sites and, you know, mm-hmm. literature for our subjects, and we might pull from, 
you know, eight to ten different sources, and mm-hmm. two of them were completely made up, and we didn't realize. So right. some, some made up facts sneak in there. That, that that has happened to at least all of us because that whole damn Wikipedia for Supernatural. <laughs> it got me good one time, <laughs> <laughs> or twice. <laughs> I got me a couple times. So I don't feel bad. You know what's weird though. All the joking we did about that, the last, I mean, for a long time now, I haven't fucking seen the Supernatural fan page, fan wiki or whatever. I think it's because we moved away from, like, what they were actually dealing with to where we're finding these stories no one really talks about. Oh, yeah, probably. And we got better at research. I'm going to put that out there, too, so... (laughs) Yeah. Oh man, my nose is hurting, guys, on the inside, and my in my esophagus. Oh. It's from all the sniffling. Did I? Like you need to take some Nyquil. Listen, go to sleep. <laughs> I have been sick more this year than I ever have in my whole fucking life. I'm tired of this. God damn it, Shane. <laughs> damn it, Dane. <I>, <laughs> might be my fault. And I told you, I'm like, I keep keep saying you never get sick. It's going to come for you one day. Yeah. It finally came for you. Bam, show did. <laughs> but I'll do the same things I always do, and I'll let my body fucking take care of that shit naturally, and then I won't have that problem again. Maybe once or twice more. Who knows? <laughs> I am getting old, so meh, better not talk too much shit. Uh, right. What are you talking about old? We're, we're, we're so young. I took a picture of you one time where you looked like you were in your <laughs> fucking 60s. <laughs> we are old, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, speak for yourselves. That was because I had that beard, okay? <laughs> bad, bad angles, bad angles. I get it. I get it. Look, look. I have to play a game with myself when I look in the mirror, because you know my I got two dogs and they're both black and white, and Penny sheds all her white hair, so it, somehow it gets in my beard from time to time because we share. You know, they sleep in the bed with us, and I'll sit in the mirror. I'm like, oh, Penny, her white hair make me think I got gray. And I pull on it and actually pluck out gray hairs. And I'm like, you just... <clears throat> so I got to play a game. Is it Penny's or is it mine? <laughs> actually, me personally, I can't wait to fucking get gray, man. I, I kind of dig it. I think that's what I want. My beard's got my beard's got all kinds of gray hair in it. I, I could deal with, like, gray spotches, you know? Yeah. It's kind of, like, dignifying, but not, like, full-on gray. I don't know if I could deal with that. Yeah, I want like Doc Brown eyebrows, you know. I can't wait. <laughs> Great Scott. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, boys. Um, I think we about discussed that one out. Do you guys have any final thoughts on the uh, Okiku doll? That looked like he was going to plug his butt. 
Did you just discover emojis? <laughs> I didn't even know it had emojis. Oh, it does have emojis on here. Anyways, final thoughts, not emojis. God, both of you. What's these here yellow faces? <laughs> I never realized that it even had a face down there. I never pay attention to that shit down there. <laughs> I knew the present button and the rave hand button. <laughs> Shane, you want to go through final thoughts? Sure. Tommy and Josh are old. Uh, that's all my thoughts. Nice. Tommy? Let's <laughs> say. Just so everyone knows, I am legitimately a lot younger than them. Yeah, he is. <laughs> one year. One year. Maybe one and a half. Right. Actually, I don't even think it's a whole year. I don't think, I don't think it is either. <laughs> and we're not as old as we say we are. <laughs> right. Not a day over 46. Yeah. yeah. But I do. So obviously, hey, this is real without a doubt. Uh, yeah. In my mind, I mean, obviously it's a doll, and for Buddhist monks to be involved, I'm like, it, there's something going on with it. Yeah. Uh, I think the bigger question is how and why. Uh, so I, I think, you know, definitely the energy getting fed into it while the girl was alive. And I do think what well, we touched right at the end, that the parents putting it on the altar and feeding their energy kind of trapped the daughter. I don't think the daughter ever meant to be attached to the doll. I think there was just enough emotional fragrance. That's such the wrong word, but I'm going to stick with it. <laughs> it uh, flowed so had well. Been, <laughs> <laughs> had been soaked into the doll that it just happened. And I do think that that's why the hair is growing. And I do think the girl throws tantrums when it's not upkept. She's like, if I'm going to be here, then you got to upkeep this doll. Yeah. Uh, as far as it turning human, I, I would love, unfortunately will not be able to, I would love to check in in another hundred years and see oh, like yeah. if fingernails were growing or something like that. That would be wild. Uh, yeah. Especially with the teeth. And you've, you guys have seen porcelain dolls. They don't typically have teeth. So I'm, I, I kind of think that maybe it is growing some teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that overcomplicates the making of those those glass faces, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what I think's going on. And I I how with the teeth? I think it is. I, I don't think it'll turn fully human, but I think it's going to take some steps one day. Yeah. I don't know. I, I you know I. It's it's an interesting story, and I love the story. And it just, I don't know. I, I can't I can't even get my thoughts together for some reason right now. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, you know, there's so much to it that it could be. You know, like right. it could be the little girl. It could be, you know, the doll is could be possessed. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, an evil spirit took over the doll, you know, cause it felt the embrace of the little girl or something, you know? So I like to believe it's, it's real as far as like the hair growing and stuff. Cause like Shane said, it's, it's in a Buddhist temple. They're not really making money off this doll. Right. right? In fact, they're not advertising it to my knowledge to, Hey, come see the crazy scary doll where we see with like the Warren's museum where you paid like 30 bucks 
to go walk through it or, you know, Zach Baggins, uh, museum that he just bought all that crap because he wants to own a monopoly on ghost hunting. Uh, right. So it's not money driven. I'm going to say it's real. And I'm going to say that the means of it is just going to be a mystery because like, like I said, I just, a lot stands out and a lot just doesn't make sense, but at the same time makes sense. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, like, like the doll being mean, yeah, and causing the nightmares. But it came from a little girl, who, from I'm guessing all the other stories, was not like a mean, hateful little girl, right? Who, you know, that begs why that. But then it's like, okay, well, her soul got manipulated or whatever, getting transferred into the body or maybe half of her soul. And if you believe um, in the yin yang, where you have a good and bad, you know, right, part of you, so. Like I said, I guess that's just going to be the mystery of it. So that's just my take. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think for me, um, th- I think this little girl loved that doll so much that her full essence went into the doll. Her full spirit went into the doll. Not because of the parents, not because of of um, any kind of outside infor- you know, force or whatever. Um, I do think since we discussed it the one time, um, you know, how you were on your last, in your last breath is how you will live eternity for that could be a huge possibility as to why the nightmares were happening. Why the evil or the, the, I I don't want to say evil because no one was killed, but the nightmares and like the taunting with the dog being next to the bed and. Um, I think that's why, you know, she was scared. She was um, angry with the world, you know, right before she died. And I think she lived, her soul's just stuck in that. Um, I think she is growing into the doll. I think the doll is becoming human. But um, I think Spawn, the movie, that the best way I could really explain it, time doesn't flow the same outside of our realm, outside of our reality. It's significantly slower. You know, he was only in hell for five minutes, but for five years it it had passed on earth or whatever it was that happened. And I think that's why only now we're seeing the teeth grow on the doll. Um, And the hair has always just kind of been that the hair is probably the easiest thing because it was already there, you know, um, but yeah, it is crazy thoughts to see this doll or to know that this is a real doll in a real Buddhist temple. Um, and you can go see it. You can go see the doll. Of course, we'd have to go to Japan, but what are you crying about? Why are you crying? You sad? <laughs> might have, might have looked up like I did. Uh, plane tickets are 1200 800 $1,286. Ew. Yeah, I'd be sad too. Good good job crying. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> that was the perfect, the right emotion. Right one. <laughs> I'm going to do an episode where I just talk in emojis. And by the way, I think I'm going to have to add emotional fragrance to my vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you like what you've heard here tonight, ladies and gentlemen's 
Uh, make sure to give us a like and follow on wherever you find us. Um, check us out everywhere. We're there. Look up Paranormal Minds of JST or Paranormal Minds. We got a shop on Etsy. It's Paranormal Minds. Um, anyways, give us a like, rate, review, blah, blah, blah. Bye.